Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 8th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, what a day. I mean, it's hard to... I, I mean, it's hard to synthesize, but we will attempt to do so. It was an incredible day. First of all, I, they're, they're ahead of us. Imagine if we got the Jack Nicholas. Gold like, boy gold trying to come boy. in for the metaverse corners. If if we had gotten that on a normal day, how much fun this would be! That it's being released by his company that he's that's suing him that he's in a legal battle with. Almost seems like they're trying to make him look because the the makeup, but whatever he is, thirty eight year old Jack is a looks like he's lived a hard life. You know, just he pulled out like of the gutter longer, like he's living in a vacant in the wire or something, and. He looks ridiculous. It's such an unnecessary thing. I don't know how this... You talk about blowing money on, you know, the world's 400-ranked golfer. This is a worse use of money than that. (laughs) These people who just think they got to get into the metaverse or get into alternate updated reality or whatever it's called, enhanced reality. That thing is ridiculous. I couldn't believe it when when that came across the, the, the feed. Tiger Woods withdrew from a major championship or decided not to. Now he's just completely lost in the shuffle. Yeah, even Tiger announcing that. That was like a 10-minute That was like a 10-minute aside from everything that was else that was going on. It was just like a little it was like a pause. It was like the halftime break of the day. I, I mean, I feel like, like- they, he put it through it out there to like try and divert some of it and it just it didn't do anything. You think that was a, a, a like purposeful to kind of t- take some headlines or, or Possibly. I don't know, oxygen off the? Okay, I don't think it did anything. It didn't take it much oxygen. No. Well, then you got <laughs> Phil coming out looking like a complete weirdo in all black leather stubble. The thousand return. Beady eyes. I don't know. I guess you know. You knew he was going to be a meme as soon as he came out. I, 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 he looks ridiculous. You got Greg Norman in this like sweater blazer, screaming like he's doing some you know tech conference with these ridiculous gyrations. Uh, and this all like I mean the whole day. I, I don't know. We wake up to like an actual substantive news item, I suppose. That Dustin Johnson. This is East Coast wake up. Dustin of America, so they're, you know, already running in London. Dustin Johnson's resigned his tour membership. Can we just, and, can we start at the resignation? Sure. Can we talk about the PGA Tour getting caught with their pants completely around their ankles? I, I, I think, like, I think that's... A, Legally, in their player maybe. handbook... We'll see. I, I agree that I, I, I'm about with you on that characterization, but we kind of need to at least see. They're, they're threatening bans. They're threatening bans for anybody that goes here. And then in the play, player handbook, it basically says if you resign, <laughs> you can come back. So all these guys are resigning. They're all resigning, and it just pauses what's going on. And legally, it seems like. The tour is not going to have a leg to stand on if they try and enact any sort of ban on a player that resigns because they're they're coming back like DJ's got a major win. So he's got an exemption. Bryson, if he jumps, has a major win. He's got an exemption. Kevin Da is a top has a top 50 earnings thing. These guys are getting free passes because of this resignation thing. They're all resigning. Because in the player handbook, 
It says you can resign at any time, and then you can come back if you have exempt status. Well, come back when? Whenever? Yes, Just say, I'm back? Yeah. I don't know that we have the full logistics and machinations machinations of that worked out i saw good on tron carter's tweeting out like a lawyer friend found this in the hand was that where you got it or where you saw it the the somebody found it in the handbook or, i saw i saw it or through is tron, it multiple? and then i okay. taught i saw, saw legal counsel about it discussed it and the legal counsel that i saw about it said yeah this this seems the the legal counsel was in fact upset that he missed it because he's been thinking about this. But here's my thing though, like okay, so so I, I agree. It seems like they have them there, but the whole status rules of the PGA Tour are so Byzantine and um, I, I just not universal in any way, not never clear. That that maybe could be an issue where they stop them. Like, well, you were exempt. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm trying how to create. Are gonna, the, how are you going to stop? I, a I got five major year winners. major winner yeah, exemption, major or hard. a Kevin Na career money list exemption, or like Taylor Gooch won, so he's got a two year <coughs> exemption. These guys got a free pass. And the process of unresigning is just to say I'm unresigned, and I'm now going to cash in my fifty top fifty earnings exemption. So yeah. I don't know if this exactly is going to go that smoothly, but we'll see. It Hudson. does seem like they found a way to blunt the tour's biggest threat, their biggest stick. You know, in this, not but the carrot, but their stick. How did the tour stick. miss this? How did the tour miss this? This, to me, one of the things that I I came down with today is that Jay Monahan is unfit to run the PGA Tour if he missed this. Or and the I mean, entire executive, council and yeah, the entire yeah. executive staff at the tour should be removed if they missed this. They they bluffed a a ban, and then it appears that they legally can't even ban somebody if they resign. I don't. I, I'm not going to apologize for Jay Monahan. Like, uh, it seems I'm sure there are better people for the job for him, but he's up against like a, a tough uh, funded thing. But yeah, they they didn't seem like they were well enough prepared and seen the writing on the wall or seen the threat seriously, taking the threat seriously. Instead, just tried to play into like the PR of the Saudi money part of it, which is like you know, can be effective as a PR play, but it's also like you have to have other strategic, legal, and more, you know, underlying substantive plays. Um, Yeah, that's, it's a bad one. So DJ's resigned. He um, is quite eligible to play though next week's United States Open. Uh, So that came out while we're doing the substantive. That came out at midday, right? Not, not a shock at all. That's like, what would that have been a true to, stunner if be. they? Yeah, it would have been a they, true stunner if they said you can't. Is what it to, would have been. To me, it puts like the U.S. Open and the Open always <coughs> have to be open. Totally, so I, I agree. They they cannot ban these players. If you got like an OWGR thing, um, you could show up at a sectional if you're a li- right. I mean, or yeah. a local. I, I just think like PGA. Masters are more of this kind of invitation deal, right? It's sort of, uh, and PGA has published criteria. So does the Masters, but it's also, of course, they have more of a reserve the right. It's it does. It's not an open qualification process. Uh, that was completely unsurprising. I do think it's like, you know, a small win for Liv, right? The first major, like there was no way they were going to reverse it and take guys who were in the field, take them out. But for Liv, like you can kind of, Ride that a little bit, you know. This, say, hey. Today, today, somehow, through all the mockery, the absurdities of their team names that we'll get into, the team names, the awful clip art logos, somehow through all this, I felt like it was a big win day for Liv because of the players, players resigning and finding this loophole, and the U.S. Open. Yeah. I, I don't know, big win, because like I, I, I agree like they're they're making progress. And then <laughs> the end of the day, they did the reveal of all the team names. Or the teams, the drafted. And it's just like, who? What? 
What, who are these guys? Like, none of the teams are good. I kept waiting for one that's like, I could say was like well rounded or like okay. Look, and I, I'm just going to say this. guys suck, though. and I'm sure they'll be stronger by Portland. I'm sure they'll there be are worse players in the PGA Tour field this week than there are in the live field. I saw and you that's make it. A huge problem. That is a massive. That's at the end of the day, no, that's the no, crux of I the disagree. PGA Tour's issue. You okay. think John? You think John Houston's better than any of these players? He's ninety second on no, the Champions I, Tour list. No, you're. He's no, I agree with that. Second, I agree I, with that. I agree with that. But I, I, the PGA Tour's problem, like it does not matter who that guy is. That's the whole problem. Like it doesn't matter that they have a guy that's weaker than everyone in the live field. That's the crux of the whole problem. Is that this guy still gets in? That this tour has not realized that we yeah, actually but, need to like promote good golfers to the tour, and the eh. we, need, we need to prioritize having the the hundred best golfers we can possibly get in every field. They've never done that. They've instead been like, "Oh, this guy paid his dues. He gets in." And we got John Houston playing the Canadian Open opposite the Live Golf Tour this week. I actually don't think it matters. I don't think it matters beyond 15 guys. And that's the whole reason. Whether that John Houston spot went to me, you, Parker McLaughlin, who I don't know why he's on my tip of my tongue, George Katsia, whoever. Like, it does not matter. That part does not matter to PGA Tour events anymore. Like, well, that's does. why Liv was available to, for this. And Liv's like, it gone doesn't have like those Harry guys Hall. yet. It could have gone to Harry Hall, who who knows, in, in a year and a half might be a major winner for all we know. I'm not saying Harry Hall is going to be a major winner. All right. But that's the 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 reality of the PGA Tour at this point. Is that fake is Bryson, that, the guy with the hat? Yeah. yeah he's on okay. a tear. He won. Two weeks ago, he finished like fourth last week, and he just qualified out of his sectional. He's on a tear. So that could have been his spot. And, you know, the way the tour works right now is that we don't know who's going to be the next big thing because they're coming up and achieving success so quickly that John Houston, 62-year-old John Houston, who's made – who's gone 0 for 4 and made cuts since 2010 on the PGA Tour, who's 92nd. In the champ on the Champions Tour money list is in this tournament That's and for, not a corn fairy, of not course. a corn fairy guy. That of would course. be honestly be like if the Bears trotted out Cade McNown as a backup fucking quarterback for but a week. He does who, not who matter. they drafted That's, in nineteen ninety nine. The spot doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter if it's John say, Houston. Guess what? You doesn't matter if it's Garanimo. You say it your does third not string matter quarterback doesn't why? matter until your third string quarterback is is called into the no, spot. It doesn't matter whether the Canadian Open's good, bad, or Live Golf's good or bad. Like Live Golf needs more of those top fifteen guys. The tour can't afford to like not have those guys in their events. I think That's you're all missing that my point. My bigger point is that John Houston being in the event is the ideological issue. Indictment of the system. This is the whole problem. The fact that this 62-year-old guy, I love John Houston back when he was wearing Max Fly hat. He was playing the Revolution. He was making birdies all the time. But that was 25 years ago. That that John Houston doesn't exist anymore. Why are we talking about him? Okay. Well, this is the crux of the problem. The whole problem is the system... The PGA Tour system is stale, and it, it it deserves to be blown the fuck up. And it's just a shame that the Saudi Arabians are doing it. That's okay. the thing, is that I would be so amped, I'd be so in on all of this, if literally one of the worst countries in the world wasn't backing it. All right. The, well. the PGA Tour deserves everything they're getting right now. It's just a shame that awful human beings are behind it. It's all the worst people you know getting together. Not all the worst, but a lot of a lot of like just irredeemable chaps getting in the same room and you know collecting a windfall or or, or available for work. I would say. Um, so you just said the the tour system needs to be blown up. Like, are you are you good with? Are you happy with what you're seeing from the live system so far? And I'm not even talking about the Saudi stuff. Like. It's I, kinda, don't know I don't it's even know be. what it is. I don't know. I think this is the thing. Like, what happens if if we watch this weekend? And this is, it could be awful. 
It's going to be awful. Let's get that out of the way. The product is going to be awful. It's going to be on YouTube. Here's the thing. What if we watch it? What if we watch it and we're like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. I mean, you're going to watch Scott Vincent backboard it off the thing as Arlo White tries to figure out how to call golf. I mean, I don't think it's going to go well, but maybe maybe it does. What I'm saying is, what if we watch it and we say, you know what? That's not the thing about this whole situation. The the Saudis are doing the really, really, really hard stuff really well. I used nobody. I agree. I agree. Nobody has this world tour idea has been talked about for thirty years. Nobody has gotten this far. Nobody's gotten players signed up. Not to mention, like people are poo pooing the list, like. They got some like legitimate players to sign up for this like ridiculous idea. And it seems like more coming. More are probably coming. They're putting they got- hats on with anthropomorphic balls on their heads, screaming fireballs yes. and aces and cliques. They have these legitimate players doing this. I, so I agree. Money buys money. this. It's money. But, so That's why they've they, succeeded. Money they've more got, than ever. They've done like the really hard stuff well. Now, like the easy stuff, like marketing, you know. Team names. Team names. Spelling. <laughs> proofreading yeah. decks. They look ridiculous because they're doing these th- these really easy things awfully. And it's just like kind of crazy. But like people are underselling how difficult it is to what they've gotten to. They're playing an event. <coughs> they've done it. They have yeah. created a rival. Like this has not worked in any other sport. No other sport. Like the XFL did not get Barry Sanders to come play. I can't remember what year it was. The XFL. I don't, I, I'm trying to, they didn't get Frank Gore to go play running back in the XFL. He hate so, me. Yeah. They had, he hate, they had these knockoff brand players. They had guys that were playing, I, playing I, at, I, for like the windy city stampede, you know, the arena league team. They went and got, Big names. They got three, uh, you know, two right now. And it sounds like Bryson's going. They got three of the guys that won the pip. Three of the 10 guys that won the pip are going to play. Who were the three? DJ Phil and, and maybe Bryson? Like Maybe Bryson. Bryson. And maybe Ricky. And know, they haven't even played a shot yet. Yeah, I just, like, there's just so many, um, I don't know. There's so many details they kept you know screwing up that that i i wonder aside from money if these are the right people to be doing this and if it will come together but the money is so great that maybe it doesn't matter they can overcome all these incompetencies at the beginning the thing was i watched this draft and i don't even know what they're drafting for like they're drafting for this week like it seems it seems like it's all fixed it's all fixed and in two weeks like where are these guys going to be? The, the Scott Vincent's, if Bryson's coming in and Pat Perez, it looks like Pat Perez is in based on his wife's comments on Instagram. And that, you know, see you there. Like if a lot of guys join in Portland. Like, what are they drafting? I don't even know what these teams will be in three weeks. I don't know what the product is. Um, and well, money, I guess, you know can allow them team, You the know one net. team will be there for three weeks. The London boys, the draft the mag- with the ma- what is it? The Magic Stars, <laughs> the Magic Sticks, Magic Sticks, Magic Sticks, S T I C K S, Magic Sticks Golf Club. That's just like <laughs> I don't know. It looks like it's got the star that's on like the manger that you set up for Christmas time. On that's their logo that goes on top of the nativity scene. I, I, I a lot of this was. I, I mean, it was an amusing day. So we started the day. With the team names, fried egg Twitter account, team names, 12 captains, Westy noticeably absent. So Why is it Westy? It was there and it was other places too. Somebody magically got the same thing. Looked Dustin identical. Johnson, headline, uh, captain of the four aces. Just terrible, terrible name. That just makes no sense. Apparently they rationalized, no laying up had the reasoning behind these names which is oh, like a dis- disaster of a document to read like this looks how like did my, that get my... out how, how did it get out who thought it was a good idea yeah and who distributed together? it yeah yes 
How, why did I mean, that how exist? Did it, how did it ever get past a draft stage? Or was it a draft that somebody, you know, thought was funny and sent to somebody else? I'm not, I'm not trying to be like hyperbolic or humorous in this. I, I see this every day. This is something my fucking third grader would bring to me as like an idea for his little like league <laughs> with his buddies. And this is like the, this is the reasoning he would write up. Ace means hole in one for golf. We're the four aces and that's what we're going to call our team. Honestly, this is what my third and fourth, fourth grade kids I know would do. And I, I'm not being hyperbolic. So aces, the slang name for golf's greatest magic trick, the hole in one. When's the hole in one a magic? What's a magic trick? What's How is that a magic trick? Cleeks Golf Club, captain by Marty K, Martin Keimer, who, oh, let's just, let's do another sidebar here. So aside from the sports washing stuff, like, um, you know, the time about we're not politicians and that stuff. The talking the, points. The, the talking points that we tweeted out yes, earlier. Yes, talking points that we also got. They were got, hammered. Like, they were hammered. Typos. Oh, the talking points were put into effect. <clears throat> and one of those came from Martin Keimer. And, and others, Taylor Gooch, I think Kevin Na. The most ridiculous contention is that shotgun starts create a fairer like and more equitable competition because you don't have like bad draws. They kept saying this, like you don't get an early draw or a late draw. They kept saying shotgun start is a more fair format. They're trying that, that they're Maybe sick of is. the inequity of Listen, Normal. we got a lot. We have a lot to gain from the shotgun start angle of this. Apparently, there may be another oversight with this live operation. We want to tell us what that is. We've heard another oh, yeah. oversight that doesn't accommodate a shotgun start particularly well. We know mathematics. You know, it's hard to figure out these shotgun starts. That you is can't correct. believe this oversight with these bumbling idiots. I have heard that the the range is rather dimun- uh, diminutive. It uh, it only has, on a 20. good day, twenty four stalls, which would seem to be a problem if everybody's teeing off at the same time. <laughs> which the field of forty eight, right? Maybe that's the the new new one of the new hosting court host course requirements. You know, the PGA Tour makes you build up a huge fence. May the new host requirements for the live is going to be you need four to eight range stalls. So my question is, does each team get two? There's twelve teams, right? Does each yeah. team get does each team get two stalls, and the players have to you Go know in work and their, out? Yeah, On in a and seven out. iron, like you come in back in high school. If there was a small range, like we'd alternate. You know, it'd be like I'd hit one shot, my teammate would hit one. The, you know, maybe we have like one stall for five guys that so you have, you know, everybody would just rotate hitting a shot. Sometimes we would go, okay, let's hit three shots and then switch. You know, maybe that's how they're going to do it. It could be a throwback there. I hope there's a range camp. Well, you know where they have ample stalls club champion. Oh, never have to get saying. in and out. You reserve that stall and that baby is yours. You have the full undivided attention. Of a master club fitter for as long, you know, you can book it for three hours. I think I was in there for three hours, came out with a sore back. But the pro- point is, they can accommodate you. Maybe Liv can accommodate. Maybe it's one in, one out, one shot, two shot, whatever. Club champion, they are the official club fitter of the shotgun start and the fried egg. Uh, I played on Monday morning. I was hammering you're the ball. The, you're at the Congo. I was that congressional? I was a little, little look before the KPMG Women's the PGA Championship. I really liked it. It's I loved fun, it. Right? Yeah, it was great. The greens were, I thought, really cool. Like a it's lot way, of way more fun than it used to be. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, um, you know, kind of got in, got out, didn't have to deal with a lot of the people, and it was just a fantastic. Uh, it was a fantastic look at the course. It looked great. Um, but my club champions. Uh, my, my tailor-made irons and my, you know if you want to what's in the bag that they set me up at the Fairfax location club champion I use promo code fried egg fried egg that's no space all caps 
you get 20% off the purchase, uh, your fitting cost purchase with, uh, with the purchase of one club. 20% off your fitting cost with the purchase of one club. And, you know, you go there, you hit around, you start seeing they've got whatever, 60,000 different, you know, combinations. You can pick whatever you want. Start hitting around. You're going to buy a club. I immediately got longer. You suggest, you know, it's a, you know, step up your game. And I'm like a, I'm not a good player. If you're a good player, bad player, they, they take all skill levels and, and kind of can create more distance, tighten that dispersion and find what's best for you. This is the only way to buy clubs anymore. Don't be an idiot and just start buying things all willy nilly. Go to club champion and use promo code fried egg. All right. Back to the team names. Cliques. I don't think they offer hey, can, those at, at can club I read, champion. Can I read the teams that we've talked about so far? The aces. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, Sean Norris, Oliver Becker, and Kevin Wan. Okay, the kid from uh, Arizona. Was it Arizona no. State? No. Kevin Wan? No. I, I don't no. know who Kevin Wan is, to okay. be completely honest. Okay, there you go. I don't think DJ does either. I'll tell you that. DJ doesn't how, know any of those guys. How about DJ taking Sean Norris? Do you think he knows who Sean Norris is? Split a pack of Zeke's. Pack of smokes while they're out there. Norris is a big smoker. All right. So Cleek's Golf Club by Martin Keimer. The Cleek, the driving iron of its day with a refined look and feel that it can appeal to fans of golf heritage. They're not using a Cleek. What's the appeal? That's just the name. Why, why are they saying this can appeal to fans of golf? I assume they're talking about traditionalists. That's a really clunky term. Fans of golf heritage. But... These players are not actually using the clique. Who's on the cliques? Do you have that in front of you, Martin? Marty Kammer, Pablo Larathabal, Larathabal. There you go. J.C. Ritchie and Ian Snyman. Who? <laughs> Ian Snyman. I couldn't Don't spell it. Couldn't pick it out of a lineup. <laughs> Let's see who he is. <clears throat> the Crushers Golf Club. He's 386 in the world rankings. What's Looks his like he's been playing a lot of a- Asian tour events. He's, uh, a, okay. he's a South African. Maybe he came in through there, uh, the, the qualifying event. Crusher's Kevin, golf Kevin club. Kevin Wan is uh, 1050. Asian tour guy. Uh, Crusher's golf club. Oh, Cap- Peter Uline, the, the, captain, the star-studded captain. Captain Peter Uline. It's all about speed. It's about power. It's a shot that could shatter a ball on impact. That's not happening. That's never happened. What are they talking about? What, who wrote uh, you know, these the descriptions? Only, the only ball that shatters on impact is those gender reveal golf balls. Right. Right. That's true. This team creates an identity that celebrates its own strength. You know, these teams are going to be different in two weeks. Again, like... Who Ian Snyman or whatever his name is is not around. There is no hey, identity to any of these teams. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you who screams, I'm a crusher. I'm a guy that could explode a golf ball. First pick of the crushers, Dick Bland. <laughs> I'm going to start coughing. <coughs> God. I think Dick Bland got traded. There, I saw notes that there was a trade between Hideto Tanahara and Dick Bland. Is Dick Bland? I think Kevin Na traded Tano, for for traded Bland away. Blandy. So, so all right, would make he's sense. a crusher. He got, he's a crusher. He got traded right. to the crushers. Who else is a crusher? Pachara, Kong, Kongwadamai, and Travis Smythe. I'm sorry for Pacharo. Is it Smythe or Smith? Smith. Smythe, I think he might listen. I kind of like you putting you on the hot seat here with having to read the names. This is a delightful role reversal. All right, Fireballs Golf Club. <laughs> Captain Sergio <laughs> Garcia and the stupidest, most ridiculous logo you will ever see. He may or may, may, or may not have a sponsored sunglass of ours on the logo. Because uh, it's a ball that's screaming, and there's flames, and there's sunglass golf ball that has a mouth and a face, and it's anthropomorphic. A fun and exciting identity, which embodies golf at its wildest, 
That's not Sergio could fit. And for and all for a team that will hope to be, quote, on fire this week. This is this is like honestly my third grader write this. <laughs> who's on sir who's on the fireballs? Well, you as you would as you would hope, you have you have Sergio Garcia, the consummate professional, the 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 mature, you know, elder statesman of professional golf, fostering the youth. Yeah. Oh, who's the youth? Pyatt you or something? D- David Puig, yeah. James Pyatt, and J- Jediah Morgan. None of I don't think e- any of the three of them have ever shaved in their life. Are there? There none of those guys are over twenty five. Like combined PGA Tour starts, got to be like less than like eight, ten. I would think. I don't know much about Morgan. I know he's Australian. I think right. Twenty two for Morgan. Blew out to sea at Muirfield, I think, Village last week. Um, okay. So there you go. You got, that's a terrible team. That's a terrible, like these teams are not good after the captains. Well, they're only around for one week. Yeah. I mean, I mean, except for two teams, two teams are set in stone. I, I, I'm making, this is not a criticism. If you're like James Pyatt and like, I'm not a criticism. Like at some point on like Saturday, you'd be like, how did I get here? What am I doing? Where am I? I mean, I know like he's probably making out some good cash, but it's like like four years ago you're playing amateur golf, and now you're like on Sergio Garcia's fireballs in some English course playing kind of team golf. It's just a bizarre. He's got to look around and be like, how how did I get here? For a second. Uh, all right, the high flyers, Captain Phil Mickelson in his leather coat. A team in flight, powered by its winged logo. This group hopes to soar above the, the competition. High yield, the high yield flyers. High is I've got as I've, I've, HY. I've, I've got the my way. the HY high yield flyers. Yep. For gambling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've got a gambling problem. I need to take it more seriously at the beginning of the week. You know, this is this is Phil reconciling his 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 gambling addiction issues, and then. He comes out with his his team name, the gambling. You know, yeah, we, Phil is a whole like subsection here. We, I mean, that came out whatever Monday night. It's like old news. By the time we got to Tuesday night, we'll talk. I mean, you want to talk about Phil right now? Sure. He's back. He did an interview with Bob Herrick. He's. I I mean he did a, he 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 issued a lengthy apology that was ridiculous. He empathized with your problems, with your objections to him. He's like, I empathize with that. It was just poorly worded, really bad statement. Uh, He he confessed to being in therapy. I don't know, confessed, uh, you know, know, confirmed to being in therapy. Said, told Bob Herrick he's a really bad gambling problem. I think like the talk of him, having a real gambling problem is like a substantive story. That's, but that's also like separate and apart from the one that he's committing to play for Saudi Arabia for $200 million. Like it's sort of muddying up the waters that we're talking about that. I love that. He rationalizes gambling on the golf course. If he's got this big gambling problem, it's like, that's right. about creating competition. <laughs> seems like that. Right. So he's back. I, I just, I find it a little distasteful that he like, couldn't defend the PGA championship, but he plays like two weeks later at this thing. He looks ridiculous. I don't know that. I, I don't know that he ever intended it to get this far is what I would say. And I think like once those quotes came out and the ship neck thing, he had was no like choice, nothing to do. I don't know that like from people at the live thing tonight, they were like, he seemed old and not great. And a little anxious, a little nervous. Just like, I, I think he's still kind of, not sure he wanted it to get this far and it doesn't know what to do now that this is reemergence. He will be talking to the media at like 4 a.m. or something like that. Uh super early. So um yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it, I, were you surprised he came back? We we had heard he was no. gonna fill one of the spots. I, well, I'm not surprised at all. This is you know once he was held out of the PGA, then you knew this was going to be the first place he played. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Sorry. I had to blow my nose there. A little I'm under sorry. the weather. We're, we're kind of multitasking here. Um, all right. So he's the so, high flyers. Who aren't the high flyers? Phil Mickelson, Justin Harding, 
broom putter. Uh, now this one, I'm, I apologize. I mean, Justin right Harding's now. a real player. I, real I'll player. give them that. He's like a legit top 100 player, even if Chase he's not. Ke- Chase Kepka, and last but not least, apologies for this one. Rechanon Chantanana what? He's the 14-year-old? Is he the 14-year-old? I think he might be the 14-year-old. Yeah, he's the Thailand guy. Thailand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Chase Kepka. What I want to know is who was the last guy? Who were like the last guys taken? Like was Chase? I think Chase was his fourth pick. Yeah. Uh, the Ironheads Golf Club, captained by Kevin Na, who <laughs> just seems to think he can still make a Ryder Cup team. And well, I, I'm coming back. Rules change. All about. <sighs> now this one may not have been written by my third grader. It may have been written by Paul McGinley. All about metal and metal. So both medals. <laughs> All about metal and the metal. Displaying a steely determination. A strong, bold identity has been forged for this team, tapping into golf's heraldry. Just a lot of like iron lingo. Tap forged for this team tapping into golf heraldry. Who are the Ironheads led by Kevin Na? Tanahara got traded. This is a hard one. You got Tanahara, Kevin Na, Viraj, uh, Madapa, and uh, Saddam Kaiwakajana. I apologize for these pronunciations. You're good. Um, Then we have the Magic Stick or Magistics, Magistics Golf Club, Captain Ian Poulter. The majestic shot, the one that stops you in your tracks and produces a perfect arc from club strike to preferred landing spot. Is there such a thing as like a perfect like an I arc? Capital. It sounds like an I capital ad. Part precision, part, part performance, part preparation. Preparation, I capital. Ian Poulter, who's on that? That's all the press, the prearranged. Yeah, prearranged. But they were still drafted in an order. Right. They acted, they acted like it was not staged. So we got this draft briefing memo this morning. It kind of slowly, you know, went through it and sent some things out. And I found, you know, we found that, oh, by the way, only 31 of the 36 players that aren't captains were available for the draft. Well, how's that the case? There were, quote, pre-agreed to uh, teams before the draft. So they're not able to be drafted. There is no draft. The draft's a sham. The draft doesn't exist. And so Poulter, this answered the question of like, huh, it's weird that Westy's not a captain. And like, you know, you've got Wade Ormsby as a captain. You're like, why isn't Westwood would seems like captain material given that what they're picking from? Well, it turns out, there was no actual draft for them. There was, it was all pre-agreed to. Poulter, Westwood, Sam Horsfield, and Laurie Cantor. I think they're all English. I yeah. apologize if they're not. If one of them, I think, have all agreed to play together. So, I mean, this is in turn, and this is the other pre-agreed to team, the South Africans, are like the far and away most well-rounded teams. Like well, far I, and away. It's not even so close. I'm, I wonder if this is going to be a team for a long time. Like this is one of the staple teams and they probably all have deals, you know? Yeah. I mean, the part of the thing was that they're playing together for the next three events. Minimum. Minimum. They have pre-agreed to play together. Well, like then you don't call it a draft. It it just can't. It shouldn't be a draft. Oh, by the way, this thing not being it's like an ex- it's an expansion draft. They could be the original franchise. <coughs> this thing not being televised or streamed was just a total miss. They've got all this high technology and lights and all this stuff, and this is the one thing that makes them look different, and they can't get access to it. Um, all right, where were we? What's what's the next uh, team we want to go with? We got uh, the uh... Niblix Niblix Golf Club. <laughs> Captain Graham McDowell, a reference to the rich history of Scotland, the birthplace of golf, merged with a more progressive aesthetic. Get the fuck out of here. What well, do they could just like say his, anything? It's like his restaurants. Merged with the... Yeah. Nona Blue? <laughs> a classic term 
for a short-nosed club in a bygone era. We, we're aware of what a Niblick is, but it's merged with a more progressive aesthetic. What's their logo all about? I think it's a club. It's like a it's like a letter, a bunch of crosses and stuff like that. Can I just say the Crushers is second worst behind Fireballs? Actually, Smash, which we'll get to, as everyone noted, was looks like a fart, like the <laughs> illustration of of a of a fart that can't you know that's not if you were able to see it. Um, Niblets cr- is McDowell Weisberger, the Burt Cheeseburger, uh, who is the first overall first overall. Pick in the- <laughs> In the draft. Trivia forever. Number one Turk overall. And uh, Ollie Fisher. The Oliver Zone. All right. One of the Olivers. Niblicks. GC. But Crushers, I would just say, you know, Uline's group, it's like a skull, I don't know, a ball that's apparently being shattered at impact across two tees. Really bad. Um, all right. Where are we going next? Do uh, you have anything you want to talk about with uh, McDowell? Uh, I wrote about it for the Friday. I thought he was, he was really, really, he was the, came off the worst of all the people talking. Taylor Gooch was close saying he's too stupid, allegedly, to even talk about sports washing. I'm just a golfer. I'm not smart, I think was basically what he said, um, which maybe has a kernel of truth to it. Uh, but McDowell was just, he was really, Really, really bad. Uh, he walked right into the sports washing thing, and like, I like if you're an agent or PR, and I think Graham McDowell is one of the smarter people, but maybe he thinks he's smarter than he actually is because he came off the worst. He talked about like we can get Saudi Arabia to where they want to go, and if Saudi Arabia wanted to use important verb use the game of golf, which they're using them and it. The game of golf is a way for them to get to where they want to be. And they have the resources to accelerate that experience. We're proud, quote, proud to help them on that journey of using the game of golf. And he's up there in between deadpan DJ, you know, mumbling Louie Oosthuizen, who will just like, I, the guys just need to say like, look, they gave me a ton of money. And, and, I think people would respect that more and obviously would the, the expose them to less criticism and follow-ups about sports washing, right? Just say the money was so incredibly, uh, so incredible, so much that I took it and I did it. And McDowell just started to justify the Saudi Arabia angle out of nowhere, walked himself into it and, and really explained sports washing quickly. And that gave him, opened him up to an AP kind of inquiry like, hey, what do you if you want to be a PR agent for Saudi Arabia, which you're saying you are? Can you talk to about the 81 men executed? They're you know bombing Yemen. He's like, of course not. I can't talk about that. He's like, if we wanted to cure ge- geopolitical situations in every country we played golf, and we wouldn't play golf. Well, that wasn't the question. He wasn't they asked to cure geopolitical sw- situations, and they never have been. It was just not willingly be a pawn. Like you chose this, and so. You know, like, that's a lot less amusing part of this to talk about than the logos and the terrible team names and the the clowns that seem to be, like, running all the details, uh, a lot of the minor details around this, the ranges that aren't big enough. But that these guys just don't have better answers or can't really... I mean, there is no good justification. There's no great justification for it. Uh, I thought McDowell came off the worst of anyone just with that quote about the Saudi Arabia, proud to help them on their journey of where they want to get. So, you know, I think a lot of these guys are coming across as people that are extraordinarily talented at one thing in life and have never been told they're an idiot in any other walk of life, you know, and McDowell's like a perfect example. Like he's, he's played golf extraordinarily well. He won a major championship. He was a great player for a while. Then he, he, you know, he started his restaurant chain that, chain that went really well, but it went really well mo- mostly because he was a professional golfer, a well-known professional golfer. So he thinks he's very, very smart, but in actuality, like in some circumstances, he's an idiot. Like everybody is. Everybody's dumb in certain walks of life. And, and he's here, like, he's never been told he's, he's an idiot. He's like allegedly like 
uh, I mean, a good guy. Like people know yeah. him. I'm not like he, he seems to be like a guy who's not up his own ass and and has some sense. It's just, just really bad answers, I guess. Is that and I, I'll I say? We publish the talking points. These guys are are told, and and McDowell went off the off the talking points, right? <laughs> Which was not, but like one. If any of these guys wanted to salvage some sort semblance of respect, you just say, I, I got offered a lot of money. I play golf for money and I took the money. Yeah. And I don't want to even come across as moralizing, but when you start doing that, you walk yourself into people who can critique you, right? Quite honestly. Like that's a it's a horrible quote, worthy of getting panned. So um that's the Niblix captain. He was bad. Taylor Gooch was bad. You know, DJ, I thought, you know, quite honestly, I thought DJ got a little unfairly unfair framing. Like they like you're not eligible. You're resigning from the tour. So you're not eligible for the Ryder Cup and you've chosen money over country. I was like, ah, I mean, like, I think like, you know, serving your country as a Ryder Cup player has always been a little overblown by Patrick Reed. By, like, I just thought that was a little unfair framing, but. DJ was like, this was a decision for my family, which, you know, is also it's a decision for money. Like DJ shouldn't need a lot of money, but maybe he does. I don't know. Um, anyways, none of them came off super great, but McDowell really got and maybe by his own, you know, mistake. He, he actually or he tried to actually answer honestly and walk into it, but it wasn't good. All right. Punch. Punch Golf Club. Wade Ormsby. <coughs> Which they misspelled. They misspelled yeah. him in the deck, among others. It, oh, by the way, tonight, social, Taylor Gooch, T-A-Y-L-O-R, Gooch. They can't spell. The well, presenter's yeah. name, they spelled different twice in, like, back-to-back sentence. Kirsty Gallagher, Christy Gallagher. Spelled it three different ways in as the somebody, deck. As someone personally who's prone to typos and prone to miss oh, commas sure. and stuff, I, I can sympathize. I'm not going to get on you know, get on people for that. But, you know, if I had a, you know, billion dollar endless fund of money, I wouldn't have those mistakes. Yep. Um, Ormsby, Matt Jones, Rasuki Kinoshita, and Blake Windred. Big miss here. Miss, they need one more Aussie. How come they couldn't facilitate a trade to get, Morgan. you know, the guy off of, uh, off of uh, Sergio's? Jed Morgan or the oh yeah yeah do you yeah, think that, that do you think that Sergio is asking for like a a, a finger a, a cut off finger with with uh, with Kinoshita? Why? What are you talking about? You know, as trade a trade sweetener. Uh, you know, do, with the Saudis, do they do they Jeez. cut off limbs? Cut off appendages? What to, would Sergio do with that? I don't know. I just was trying to make a joke. All right. <laughs> I can appreciate the attempt. You know, in the, NBA, in the NBA, they have pick swaps. In the NFL, it's, you know, conditional picks. In Saudi, it's appendages. <laughs> Saudi Arabia's appendages, yeah. Of use, of use to uh, who knows how. Okay, all right. Um, punch. Now let's go to Smash GC. I mean, this, this honestly, nobody knows any of these guys. All four Smash GC. Captain Siwon Kim, the description of why they're the smash. Wait, actually, Punch. Let's talk about Punch. Celebrating this timeless stroke. Timeless stroke? The punch shot? Why is that the timeless stroke? The punch shot. Using vintage clubs still sought after by fans, this brand taps into golf's iconic past with hand-lettered mark to create a retro golf meets streetwear aesthetic. These are just buzzwords that they are throwing together. It's complete gobbledygook. A brand that taps into golf's iconic past with a hand-lettered mark to create, quote, retro golf meets streetwear aesthetic. They're talking about the punch shot. You know, it's, uh, you, you, there's a lot streetwear. of trendy. There's a streetwear. Lot of trendy, retro. There's a, lot, there's a lot of trendy places with punch in it. You know, like like uh, there's that uh, punch bowl social. Punch bowl social. I don't know so what that is. What trying, is that? A restaurant? <laughs> it's like a restaurant bar, I think. 
You know, they're trying to parlay off that. Like I, I feel like I've been a lot. Yeah, I've been a lot of. I've seen a lot of places with punch in it that's trendy. They're trying to be hip. You know, I when I think hip golfer, trendy golfer, I think Matt Jones, your guy, creative player, Matt Jones, Ormsby, (laughs) flying the punch shot flag, (laughs) timeless stroke. All right, smash GC is Siwon Kim. That gloriously crisp sound of club on ball, which is smash. Your shot soaring through the sky on its way down the fairway. Yun, fun, the smash factor. Who wrote these? That's Siwon Kim. Who's on the smash golf club? I know as I saw this go around social media, this is absolutely the weakest team in the whole competition. These are four guys off the street. I bet they don't come in last. That's fine. That's uh, fine. Let's see. Smash Golf Club. Scott Vincent? You're hating on Scott Vincent, the Zimbabwean? The double first name guy? Uh, Jinichiro Kazuma? And uh, Achitapat Barana... Oh, my God. Barana Tanyarat. <laughs> That's Smash Golf Club. Good luck to Smash and Siwan Kim. Stainer Golf Club. Captain Louis is tasing. Equal parts sharp and sleek. It's the Scorpion's natural weapon. Is it? The Stainer? I guess. I thought we were talking about a golf shot. Now we're talking about Scorpions. It's also a big weapon in golf. Oh, we're bringing it all around. How creative. It's also a big weapon in golf. For those skilled enough to pull it off. So Louis Oosthuizen, this is one of those pre-agreed to play together teams. They are the four South Africans, if I'm not mistaken. We had Usti, Schwartzel, and Brandon Grace had a deal coming into the into the draft. They were off the table, Grace and Schwartzel. I think all three also, by the way, resigned their membership of the PGA Tour. I don't think we have full clarification that everyone's done that, by the way, Andy. I don't think I don't know that we've heard from Gooch. Or Phil, or whoever. Presumably they have, well, but Phil's, I know that Phil's the, not because he's gonna. He's he might a already lifetime, be suspended. No, he's a lifetime member. I think that okay. he's banking on. You can't ban a lifetime member. Okay. Okay. All right. So those are who's the fourth South African there? We just Henny, Henny du, Duplessis. Did yeah. you see that they got the they got a first round pick? Despite RA having two that players. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> so that's how they got, they rounded it out with the South African. Yeah. So they, they had Charles and Brandon Grace were already locked in to the team, but somehow they get those two players plus a first round pick. This thing is such a sham. This draft is such a sham. That's crazy. I'm guessing, again, like the English team, I'm guessing this could be like its own franchise, right? Right, but like if you're playing for the team purse, like this is just not set up fair. Now, again, I want to go back to a point. I want to go back to an original point. Um, If anybody behind, uh, but the Saudis were behind this, I think I'd be excited. I think like the idea of a South African team, a English team, is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. But I, again, I, but, uh, again, like if you remove, and I don't want, I don't want I'm, I'm just saying like we, we are making fun of a lot of things, but there are some tangibly good ideas in here. And like having like an English franchise is a good idea. Having a South African franchise is a good idea. If you had an Aussie team that was Cam Smith, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, and, you know, insert another Aussie, Cameron Davis. Okay. Or Jason Day. Like you'd be you'd be like, okay, that's fun. You know? Like that's the thing. Is like there is like a tangibly like there's there's a good idea here, but there's awful people running it. By the way, is it this like they're terrible names. Too. It's fifty-four hole stroke play, right? And then they just yeah. combine the aggregate of the four guys. I assume mm-hmm. that's it's just all how it goes. I mean, there's probably a better way to do team golf than that. Well, no? I think I, I agree. There's that, but 
at least it's something new. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think the tour has made this bad. I have no sympathy for the PGA Tour. Sinner Golf's logo, as many people pointed out, looks like an intestines, like the drawing of a large intestines or small intestines, whatever it may be. And then last but not least, Torque. Torque Golf Club, Captain Taylor Gooch, not with the Y, despite Liv's mistake. Golf is a high-torque sport, creating a supercharged brand that's all about forward momentum and speed off the tee. <coughs> Who's on Torque? Who's Taylor take Gooch? in the draft? Yeah. Who's Gooch? Hudson. Oh. Hudson. That fits. Hudson Swafford. We got a Taylor Maybe and Maybe Harris English. Yeah, could be. A- a- Adrian Otagwe. And uh, Andy Andy Ogletree. Okay, that's not a terrible team. That's one of the better ones. I mean, yeah. Like, DJ has nobody. Sergio He's got himself, has, though. Yeah, right. But like, I think, I think what you're looking for you're, is well-rounded. Norris isn't that terrible. No, you're right. I, I they did it by a world ranking, I think. Right? They just like whoever DJ got first pick, I think. But I think DJ had the last pick in the first round. Oh, okay. Maybe that's all. but Gooch and Swafford give you a chance. I don't know why we're giving this real golf analysis. Anyways, um, <laughs> all right. That's Torque. Torque. Do you see those are your team names? The logos, you know, that's hard to describe in an audio medium, but they're out there if you want to find them. So just to just, I, I, I mean, like it was always going to be hard to not encounter ridicule with team names and logos. Like, I, I don't know that I would have leaned into the descriptions. I guess I just I don't know if they meant have, to lean into it. I think that just got out. I think no laying up did a little journalistic, you know, reporting there and, and, and got it out. I don't think I would have done team names and logos and hats and merchandise. I wouldn't have done those logos. If I had cool logos, I would have done cool logos and names. Yeah, it's a it's it's a odd, odd rollout. Okay. Can I uh one thing I think I've been thinking about? I think it's it's at this point we're at the point where Rory's really the, the tour's best hope. Why? What do you mean? I think Rory needs to go into that pack meeting. And he needs to say, sorry, Peppy Peter, you're out of here. Listen, we need to completely, like, you know, the other day he said the thing about how we don't make rules as the pack chairman. I don't make rules for, for me. I make rules for, you know, 75 to 125 effectively. Right. He needs to go in there, call an emergency meeting. And he needs to go, listen, Peppy Peter, you're out of here. Well, they have to rewrite the entire membership. The, That's uh, what charter. He, needs to, he needs to say, we either rewrite this whole charter or I'm gone. It seems like they're and once headed- he's gone, the whole house comes down. And that's the point. The only the point that this has gotten to is that him. Spieth, JT, maybe insert a couple more big name players are the ones that have to fix this. They have to fix the tour or and they have to threaten, we go if you don't rewrite this. If we don't emergency rewrite this thing and create something that can actually compete with this. It does seem like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to have an exodus, but there's going to be more players playing in Portland opposite whatever that is, the deer. It's just going to be more and more every tournament. Right. Right. And that's why this is the time Rory. It Rory's the most important player here. If Rory goes, it's over. So Rory also has a lot of leverage in the sense of like, he like, I think most golf fans don't, don't want this to happen, but I also think he understands that there is an issue. Yep. Yep. Do you have any other things from Liv's first day? We're going to get Phil talking. I mean, Phil's back. That's, they have Arlo White is the announcer. That was revealed. We'll get into more of that when we get to actually watch the Ari product. Ari Flesher. Ari Flesher. 
just I, totally unsurprising, but also like, you know, complete parody beyond expectation. Like somehow at the same time saying, you know, it's just about, you know, people dug up his old stances about how Saudis were trying to do everything they could to keep MBS in power. Like, well, isn't that kind of what you're trying to do now? Anyways, that was our first day really of live getting it. Uh, the, the reveal we'll talk more about Phil and, and uh, sort of the absurdities around it. Uh, I, look, we're not trying to say like, this is a great thing that's happening. I, I, I quite honestly thought they was an underwhelming reveal. It's just something new and different. And obviously people are trying to get used to it and figure out what the hell it even is. Um, do you want to talk about the RBC Canadian Open? I think that's the problem here. No one really, it's just another PGA Tour event. They've got a fairly good field. You know, featured groups aren't bad. You've got JT and Rory playing together. Yeah. Uh, it got the, a good course, right? a great course, too. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this, I, this is a course I really want to see. Stanley Thompson design. Um and uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame. It's being overshadowed, and um, you know, you want to do a one and done open. pick? Yeah. Oh, Chris Goderup, something to watch. Chris Goderup, burly boy, making his pro debut this week. He just qualified sectionals, USGA yeah. sectionals, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, something to watch. But uh, I'm taking Tony Fee now. I got. I've done no research yet. I've all been doing live stuff. I mean, I, I, Eric Patterson had an interesting thread about the course. Uh, he talked about how, you know, thick, rough, but you know, you actually, it's, it's, you would think there'd be a lot of wedges, but there's actually like a, a, a decent amount of, uh, long iron shots out there. So long, mid to long I'll go irons. Corey Connors then. I don't know yeah, if I've good used pick. him. I'll go with Canadian him. Canadian. I kind of feel obliged to always pick a Canadian. Usually ends up with Hitman Hearn. So I probably should actually pick someone that's fighting fighting chance. Corey Connors. So I like that pick. He's talked about driving accuracy and long irons. We'll talk more about the Canadian Open on Friday. Anything else you want to get into? Before yeah. we you want to do USGA uh, sectionals? USGA sectionals, real quick. I I think I got every sectional. I got one story from each of them. I did a little research, a little <coughs> stuff. Um Isaiah Salinda gets out and bend Oregon at Pronghorn. Um, kind of went through a lot. He got in super late because of weather in Canada. He was playing in Canada. That was uh, the big thing I saw. Bunch yeah, of guys. Bunch of guys missed. He got in. Uh, a guy I know caddied for him. He got in at 1.30 to his house. Had never seen the golf course before. Went out They and, uh, and was a medalist. So you'd never wow. see the golf course. And we talk a lot, you know, Zell Torres is a good example of like a guy that didn't have immediate success. And obviously that was a lot of it was before he got the arm lock. But Isaiah Salinda, if you're talking about talent, he was arguably the most talented kid in college golf like two years ago. Um, he's taken some lumps. He hasn't had the immediate success a lot of his peers have had. But... You know, you think about like a guy that could be just that, you know, the the guy that blooms at 25, he could be that. Isaiah Salinda, he's in the field. Congrats to him. Um, Taylor Montgomery. Yeah. Low, low, uh, low corn fairy tour player last year. Number 26 because of it is in again. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. He was like the I appreciate case study. the man, the man who wants to play his national open and is bypassing corn fairy points to do so. Um, that's a, that's another reason this live thing's happening is because of their inability to make the corn fairy tour like the triple A of baseball, where if you're playing well, you get called up. Um, Brian Stewart, Mister Springfield, Ohio. Seriously. What is that all about? Guy just shows up. He's automatic. Seven for seven in sectional or final qualifiers. That seems like just seven for seven at Springfield. Impossible. The odds. Yeah. What would what would the professional golf world look like if every tournament was played at Springfield Country Club? Would Brian Stewart be number one in the world? Could be. Undershirt Stewart. 
Davis Riley, uh, he got in out of the the one one of the ones that was stacked with tour players. Uh, again, this guy's just played such good golf. Um, no surprise. Yep. Should be in the field. Should be. Yeah. I mean, he made it, played his way in, but like, yeah, he should should be in the field. The burly boy, aforementioned, who's playing the Canadian Open, he got in, and it, he's a pro now, so he's in as a pro. But then Thorbjorn. Thorbjornsen is in. Michael Thorbjornsen, son of Thorbjorn Thorbjornsen, phenom yeah. from Stanford, is in the field. Uh, obviously, he's a local kid to the country club, um, so that'll be a big storyline. Uh, guy to watch. Could make did you a see cut. The Keith, did you see the Keith Green interview? I did. That was really good. Really cool. That was I mean, a that's, great one. And I'll just say, like, a lot of people pointed this out, like, the whole Phil thing happening on this day, like, I, I don't know. There's just like a very, a real dichotomy between, um, I don't know what, what are the more wholesome days in golf, I guess. And Phil sort of landing in a parachute, you, you know, cashing a parachute after being, I don't know, just in exile because he said some bad things. There was just, a, and he dominated really all of sectionals day. Go ahead. Uh, and then the Canada one, which I, there's only three spots. It was like littered with tour players. I thought it was absurd. That rattlesnake. Yeah. There's only three spots. I mean, it wasn't like a ton. I guess it was like a smaller field is why. Okay. okay. But like the, the players that did miss, like, you know, <laughs> you know, like almost finishing last was Brandon Hagee at three under for the day and 10 under was the low score. You know, it feels like there should have been like maybe six spots. I mean, there's yeah. so few guys, but I get it. But it, at the same time, it's like, why didn't these guys so, go somewhere else? I guess it was, you know, probably was difficult. But Satoshi Kodaira, the Sea Woo Stopper. And... <laughs> Good. Good. Rattlesnake. I always enjoy seeing that. Jonas Blix got out of there, too. Really? Yeah. He feels like a live kind of guy. Jonas. It's kind of a wash out there in the sea of professional golf. Didn't know he was still just just a drive by. I, I mean he <laughs> was so good there for like a year like sixteen months. He was like a real good player and then he just got went away. All right. What else from sectionals you got? That's it. That's all okay. I got. All right. U.S. Open field rounding into form. Do you care about the Chevron Championship moving to Carlton Woods? Jack Nicholas signature design. That's fine. It's it's supposed to be a good course. Okay. All so, right. You know, I I've I, never seen it. I've never looked at it on Google Earth. It's just anecdotal from friends that have played in their mid am event. Okay. All right. I think you know we've touched on a fair amount. I'm sure we've not touched on everything, and that's never the point of this this podcast. We didn't do a real schedule for the week. You got the Scandinavian mixed hosted by Henrik and Annika, the BMW Charity Pro Am that thing in Greenville. So I'm ready for the day stuff. to end. It's it's just been it's been an absurd day. Well, we got we're gonna wake up to Phil stuff tomorrow morning. I'm telling you right now. So, all right, everyone enjoy your hump days. We'll be back Friday. Try to cover a bunch more. Thanks again for your continued support of the podcast. 